Welcome to Embrace with Erin podcast, where we will discuss the highs, lows, and in-betweens because life be life. Get ready to reflect on the lessons learned, gain a new perspective, and practice gratitude along the way. I'm your host, Erin Woods, so get ready to embrace with me. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Embrace with Erin podcast, where we discuss all things about life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all the in-betweens. Thank you all for joining again for another episode. If you're a new or returning listener, so happy that you're a part of the Embrace community. Um, You guys, we are gearing up for Mother's Day as well as my birthday which y'all already know because I've talked about it so many times. Um, And I am joined this week with a special, special lady in my life, my mother, Marilyn Woods. Hi, listeners. (laughs) Welcome to the Embrace community. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Mama. We're going to get straight into it, y'all, and I'm going to tell y'all the quote of the day. It's coming from our homegirl. We love her so much, Michelle Obama. The quote reads, For me, Being a mother made me a better professional because coming home every night to my girls reminded me what I was working for. And being a professional made me a better mother because pursuing my dreams, I was modeling for my girls how to pursue their dreams. And again, that's coming from our homegirl, the Michelle Obama, our forever first lady. Yes. So we'll get straight into it. Um, Ma, let the people know, like... Who are you? Like, okay, who am I? Yeah. Well, I am Marilyn Woods. I am the mother, and I was always known as Erin and Erica's mom. And one thing I can say about being a mother is that you lose your own identity. You become such and such mother. You don't have a name anymore. You know, you, you become, <laughs> hey, hey, Erin, mom. Hey, Erica, mom. So for a long time, I almost forgot what my name was. <laughs> I'm trying to think. When did I know that your name was Marilyn? Um, I know I I don't know. And your maybe your your team maybe when you yeah yeah because I just I just kept calling you Ma. Yeah. I'm, yes. You know that's something to think about. I never thought about that. Erin. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like when did I? I will say for the longest I didn't know how to spell your name. Yeah. Well, that's one <laughs> thing I was teaching you. That's one thing I was teaching you. Like I had to say, hey, Aaron, you know. <laughs> You know, my name is, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, when you got older, Mm -hmm. that was something that we taught you our first name. Yeah. 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 I did not know how to spell Maryland for the longest. I was like, it's like the state. Well, to be honest, a lot of people don't know how to spell Maryland. So, you know, my name is spelled so many different ways. This is true. But yeah, I was like, I don't know, it dawned on me just now, like, I didn't know my mama's name. Right. I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of kids, you, you know, that was... In kindergarten, didn't you know, know their mama didn't know their parents' name. name. So it, it took, you know, when you get in, um, you start thinking about school. it. Yeah, <laughs> like well, I need to know this information. Yes. Okay, so um, you're Erica and Aaron's mother. So <laughs> <laughs> tell us what is like if you could just find one word to define motherhood for you. What is motherhood? Um, I think I would say motherhood to me is rewarding. That will be one word because um, it is just so special. I never 
when I got married, being a mom was never an insight for me. It was ne- never something I wanted. But then the longer we stayed together, it was like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And then when we decided that we were going to have uh, a child together, mm-hmm. and then I realized this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, everybody have a purpose. And being a mother is a purpose. It's a blessing. And it's rewarding. For some people that don't know, how many kids do you have? What are their ages? Um, and all that good stuff. Okay, so now here comes the challenge because Aaron wants me to remember everybody's age. I, you know, when you get to be older, you kind of forget what who's what age. Uh, but um, my oldest is Erica, and she is thirty-four. I had to think about it for a second. And then Aaron, um, soon to be twenty-nine. Uh huh. And I am blessed with a bonus daughter, Rebecca, who was 19? Well, she's 18. 18, she'll be 19. Okay, mm-hmm. she'll be 19, turning 19 soon. And um, that's it, my three beautiful daughters. Yeah, yes. And you're, you're also like work mom. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> They gave me the name of T-Mom. Yeah, they say I'm, you know, I could be their auntie, but I'm still... <laughs> Work mom, so they call me T mom. Oh, okay. um, no, Monty, Monty, Monty. Monty. That's what <laughs> <laughs> and I take that as a compliment. You know, when you see uh, adult women you're working with mm-hmm. and they see you as a uh, role model and a mentor, uh, you don't get that all the time on jobs. So that's a compliment when the when they see me is that way. Yeah, it is. I, I will say, like the older ladies that I work with. I'll never be like, yeah, y'all like my mama. Y'all are Sharon <laughs> and Carol. Y'all are co-workers. So that's, yes. that is yes, a great thing, is. Mom. It is a great thing. <laughs> and not only is it just one or two, but there are several. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. Yes. That's big. Um, that's big highly on me. It oh, is. Let it me does. toot my own horn. Toot toot. Oh, big beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Pregnancy. Okay. okay. Um. What was the most memorable thing about your pregnancies? Um. What was memorable is that I I never had any morning sickness. Wow. I was blessed to um with both girls never to have any morning sickness. Um. Didn't have any complication. I thank God for that. Um. It was just a pleasant pregnancy. That's a blessing, Mom. It is. It I do. Is. Well, I can say I look forward. Yes. To not having morning sickness. I didn't have any morning sickness or anything like that. Um, when I found out I was pregnant, it was because I, my body started feeling different. Mm. And I went to the doctor. And that's a long story about that. But in a way, <laughs> um, with Erica, it was definitely uh, a shock mm-hmm. because um, I didn't think I were. Okay. I had taken pregnancy tests and it, you know, never showed that I was pregnant. And I kept telling the doctor, I said, I know something's going on with me. And lo and behold, I was pregnant. The same way with you. Really? Yes. Each time, I, I always told the doctor I felt like I was pregnant. I felt like something was going off my body. And when they did the um the examination, and of course, they um had the ultrasound and determined that I was actually three months pregnant. Um, When it comes to motherhood, who would you say was your biggest inspiration or influence with your first pregnancy with Erica, like as a new mom? Um, I have to say my sisters. My sisters are my world. And um, I see each one of them as being a positive role model for me as a mom. When my mom passed, uh, my older sister 
uh, stepped in, my sister Jeanette, we call her Angela, she stepped in and became that uh, drill sergeant. And she uh, put that fear in us to say, hey, you're going to walk the, you know, straight and narrow. And my sister Brynn and my sister Darlene was one of those, um, you know, they compromised, they gave me advice. And my sister Gwen was really, um, she was more so that friend who kind of direct you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can truly say my sisters was the ones who actually was my inspiration of being a, a great mom. So you mentioned about how grandma had passed away when you were younger. So tell us, because um, I know there may be some listeners who experienced a loss of their mother as well. So what was that relationship like for you? Um, I was always close to my mom. So when she passed, she had been sick. And when she passed, I think I was like in the seventh or eighth grade. So I was still was kind of young mm-hmm. and just still going on my, my own life. But when uh, it really hit me that she was not coming back, um, I, you know, kind of act out. You know, mm-hmm. I was rebellious. Um, I was um, talking back to my sisters, acting like they couldn't tell me anything. But once um, my sister Darlene took me to therapy, I realized what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. And then I had to uh, a journal mm-hmm. uh, what I was feeling because I didn't know how to, at that age, express myself to my sisters. And so once I did that and I established why I was acting out and then I was honest to my sisters and they don't know that it was right today when my sister Angela took me shopping to go buy me a pair of shoes. That changed my world. That mm-hmm. let me know that I was still loved, whether my mom still was here or not. I had um other people to fill her shoes. Yeah. So that was that was a turning point right there. That's- that's really awesome that you shared that. And I know, like, experiencing that at a younger age is, is probably challenging, but just hear you talk about it. And honestly, I have to give everyone their flowers, all of my aunts and you, because y'all just don't look like what y'all have been through, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, y'all just yeah, awesome mothers, awesome individuals just as a whole. But we got that foundation from the beginning. You know, um, our mom, she planted togetherness. We had to play with each other. We had to <laughs> love on each other. And she didn't, she didn't play, you know, was not a hardcore discipline whooping all the time. Mm-hmm. But when she said something, you knew in her voice that, hey, you got get yourself together. Mm-hmm. So that really, um, those foundation when you're younger, mm-hmm. that makes a difference in life. Yeah, And I, I will say I could see that in you because you, I mean, you press for Erica and I, Rebecca, to be together, for all of us to like talk. You'll always ask, when the last time you talked to your sister? I think you should call her. You know, when your sister <laughs> feel this way, I think you should reach out. You know, you are making sure we are together and tight as sisters. Yes. Um, and I appreciate that because but thank you. I didn't realize that there are some people who are not close with their siblings. Right. It I, blew my mind. I'm like, dang. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought that was normal. Let me tell you why I say that because, you know, I just feel like a mom is that glue that holds the family together. Mm-hmm. So if mom is not communicating and getting the family to come together, and that's why it's so important to have those Sundays dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not the one to cook, but I go to everybody else's house and I bring my daughters with me. But uh, it's so important to have that foundation to keep having those Sunday dinners, to keep having those 
monthly dinners together. Mm-hmm. It, it really does keep the family together. And I think that's what we're missing in, um, I had to say in this generation, mm-hmm. but I, I really think that's somewhere we lost that big mama kind of, uh, big, let's go to big mama house, yeah. that kind of, um, kind of thing. I agree though. I, I will say like, we always get together for family functions. It could literally be somebody, two of your sisters at one sister house on a Saturday. Not everybody texting and all the cousins, not everybody just at, Somebody house, house yes. watching TV, listening to music, just having right. a good time. But I feel like that's where you find like just I say healing because mm-hmm. you can be going through something, but when you get around your family, I don't feel alone. You can have that sense of just feeling good about yourself. Right. right. Um. And and luckily for us, I'll say like if there is family drama, we don't allow that to stop us. Right. From getting together, to get together. and just yes. to show love and mm-hmm. support, because that's one thing we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah, support. We're gonna squash it. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna squash it. And one thing I don't like, and I always tell y'all, I don't like when we go go on two days or more days mad at each other. Mm-hmm. I like to go ahead and it's like let's solve this problem right now. Mm-hmm. And that's one part of being a mother. You you the problem solver. Yeah, you are. I remember <laughs> you. We used to, we had this infamous kitchen table, y'all. That kitchen table helped me get all my degrees. That kitchen table taught me how to write a check. Yes. Taught me how to, you know, all that. But I remember specifically you sat us down at the kitchen table and said, talk it out. We're going to come together. You gave us both turns. You was like, okay, here's this, like a pencil or something. It's your turn to speak. Okay, that's enough. Give it to me. Now it's your turn to speak. Okay, give it to me. Now this is what we're going to do. Hug it out. And you always made us hug it out. And Erica was okay with hugging. Not me. You know, I was the the stubborn Stubborn. child. Pouting. Um, But I appreciated that because it helped me to work on, like, effective communication and working on resolving conflict so yes. and you know as a mom a lot of times the foundation things we're doing we don't realize how it's going to help you in your adult life mm-hmm. and so that's why it's so important that a parent <clears throat> um you be a mentor to your child at an early age you know because mm-hmm. when you guys when you're first born a mom role she's she's a nurturer mm-hmm. and then when you when the child get older in middle school you become a mentor mm-hmm. And then when you finish, and this is something I had a challenge with, once you finish high school and you become an adult in college, I realized now that now that your age that you're in as women, uh, we're friends. Mm-hmm. And not friends like, oh, we're going to hang out. It's that you're able to come to me and we can share and talk about your issues or whatever problem you have. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning as a mom as, with adult women in my life, in their life, <laughs> To be uh, more so a listener, mm-hmm. not being judgmental, not giving you advice. I'm just letting you talk about it. You talk through it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, that's what I need to do. Yeah. And a lot of times, so I'm not giving you advice. I'm just listening. Yeah. And let you talk it out yourselves. So so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, the big, I know we had a big blow up when I was in college. Was it after I graduated? You, I, you was working on your master's. Okay. So we, my mother and I, we are similar in personalities um and so i would come back home from school and stay and stuff like that um but my mom and i had the biggest blow up argument oh, yes. um, i remember 
I mean, woo, we was button heads. Yes. Like, we never butted heads like that no, before. No, we, we didn't. And we was in the car. We were. <laughs> we was in the car. And I'm sure when people passed by and saw our mouth moving, they probably said, oh, they getting down in there. Where we were discussing how I had to cut the apron string. I mm-hmm. had to allow Erin to grow and learn and do things on her own. And I didn't realize that I was smothering my baby because I forgot she was not a baby anymore. Yeah. That, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a challenge. And I know, like, I talk with a couple of my friends and we talk about, you know, that transition of going from having your parents or seeing your parents as of, like, they're your sole providers to now you're an right. adult. And how do you have that relationship with them to still, hey, mom, respect my boundary now. Yes. Or, hey, mom, don't keep calling me. And we share locations, y'all. So we got Apple sharing locations mm-hmm. and we got Life360. Um, Life and I use it too. Yes, you do. Life three sixty will let you know everything. Your phone not charged. How fast you're driving. All that. My now boyfriend. Um, but I was spending the night at his home, and it was seven in the morning, and I did not tell my mom something. You were waiting for a call from me or something. Oh, we being tra- transparent. Transparent. Yeah, <laughs> we are definitely being transparent. Very real, <laughs> real rap raw. Okay. So, um, I was over there. Over and I spent the night, and I think I was supposed to call you the night before or something, and I didn't. And you called me at seven in the morning and said, "Where are you? Yes. What's going on?" Yes, and <laughs> I did. I was at actually headed to work. I was at work, and um, Erin usually returned my text or phone call back quick, but she didn't. So it was seven o'clock in the morning. And I was like, "Okay, where's she at?" So when I looked at the app on my phone, it was showing like um deserted area mm. so i went into big bear mama mode then and then i <laughs> panicked and then i got to the point i was like okay let me calm down but i put all these type of scenarios in my mind and my phone that's how quickly you can go from uh one to ten quick um i went to the point where i was getting ready to call troy mm-hmm. university i was going to call uh the police department at troy and then I walked up to my uh, security at my own job to say, hey, could you help me? I need to call Troy University Police Department. But luckily, Erin returned my call quick, and I decided then, let me put my faith in God. Let me put my trust in God. And once I pray about wherever my daughters are at, mm-hmm. that they're covered by the blood of Jesus. Yes, yes. It, and it was so funny because... Well, it wasn't funny then. Yeah, it's funny now. <laughs> but I was so mad. I was like, I'm about to turn this location off because I can't even be grown or try to be grown because my mama talking about where you at. <laughs> yes, yes. But that was... Um, we had to go through that. Yeah. And we both had to learn how to compromise and I had to learn how to respect your your time, your 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 life, and you had to tell me in a respectful way, mm-hmm. "Hey, mom, you're smothering me. Mm-hmm. I need to uh, experience life on my own." Yeah, and I want to be that protector, and I want to uh, put that fence around you, mm-hmm. and I want you to think you can live this, you know, this little white. <laughs> Ticket fence life, but uh-huh. we're not the Brady bunch, Mm-mm. and so we're definitely not the Coffee family. <laughs> but um, life be life, and as you say, life be life. And look, I was trying to be like Denise, have big fun. No, it was uh, Vanessa. Oh, I was trying to be like Vanessa. Yeah, it's big fun, <laughs> big it's, fun. Uh, with the ratchet. <laughs> 
but you can hang with the ratchet because uh, your mom wasn't going to let you hang too, you, too far out. No, you wouldn't. I Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, seeing Erica and I just evolve over the years, what were your thoughts of our friend group? Because we're two different people now. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, well, Erica started off... Was kind of just out there. Erica just, you know, Erica. And the only reason why I know this is because Erica didn't go out to college, but uh-huh. you went out to college, so I really don't know your lifestyle. <laughs> oh. I, I really don't know. <laughs> but Erica was having her big fun like Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually, when she became uh, a certain age, she kind of slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she was a party animal. She wanted to keep going and going, going, going all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, no matter what and what y'all did and where you went, uh, because of that foundation I gave you guys, mm-hmm. you guys, you know, you, you knew how far to go out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you went out there, you surf, you fish, you, <laughs> you swim, you almost drowned, mm-hmm. but because of your foundation, because of your faith in God, mm-hmm. and just because of your family lifestyle, I think that kind of kept you out grounded. Yeah, I, I will say that for sure. I will say um, I definitely lived a great life um, and still living a great life. Mom. I know. In college, I, I know. I was definitely in the streets. It was fun. Um, but like you said, I knew my, my limits. Yeah. So I ain't go too far. Right. You know, my friends still say I was scary, but I thought I was living an adventurous life, um, but yeah. definitely not. <laughs> and, and that's one thing as parents, when our kids go out to college, and they have to go out there and experience life. And once you know that you have planted that foundation, you have given them the wisdom and knowledge and everything that you know that you can possibly give them, mm-hmm. that's when you have to just step back and wait and pray and hope that um, they don't go too far out there yeah i I think i think you did you've done a great job you know i I think so too yeah but you know (laughs) y'all decent y'all are good you know decent people yeah i think so (laughs) hats off to you yeah well you know what can i say what as jj say what can i say (laughs) what was your aha moment as a mom what was your like it hit you like i'm a mom for real Oh, labor and delivery. <laughs> if you don't have a reality check, then when that baby come out and <laughs> whether it's seven pounds, eight pounds, nine pounds, mm-hmm. you're going to feel it and you're going to realize your life has changed. Okay. So- and, and once you put the baby, you you know, put the baby in your arm mm-hmm. and you, you feel that connection mm-hmm. and then you're going to go, it was worth, it was, you know, worth the wait. Okay. It was worth the pain. Because you had me natural, right? Uh, Yes, yes. Because by the time they gave me my epidural, you was coming out. Yikes. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for bringing me into this world. Um, If there's, is there anything um, you would have done differently as a mom? Um, like especially like when we were growing up as kids. Um, I think I probably would have taken you guys on more vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I wish that we would have done: taken more family vacation. Mm-hmm. So, um, all you listening moms out there, don't get be so busy working and trying to make money and be that provider. Um, take out time and smell the flowers, as they say, with your family. Mm-hmm. Take out time to go on more family vacation. Uh, at least, you know, every three months. Yeah. I would say at least every three months. Mm-hmm. Travel somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did do different 
things in the in the, like in the community or little what game places. Yeah. Um, you, we, we know we stayed busy. We, we did picnics. <laughs> we we went to the zoo. You know, did things like that. But as far as traveling out of town, mm-hmm. I was kind of skeptical of doing that. So yeah. I, I would advise you know the parents you know to yes every three months take a family vacation together out of town or out of the city, go spend the night somewhere, mm-hmm. have a big uh, slumber party. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like it. Yeah. you know. So when we start traveling, you guys was older when we start traveling together. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that was fun, but I'm sure it would be more fun uh, at a younger age. Yeah. I, I see like now that we are traveling more as a family, but I think kind of growing up, I, all I knew was to work hard, stay on the right path, um, so now I'll be telling myself, you deserve this vacation. Yes. It's okay. Yes. Use your PTO. Right. And things right. like that. Yeah, don't work so hard until you can't enjoy life. Yeah, that is so true. Okay, Ma, so there are so many different parenting styles that are popular nowadays. Um, I think they've always been around, but people are more vocal about um, the different parenting styles that they prefer. So you have um, the four main ones, though, is permissive, authoritative, neglectful, authoritarian. So out of the four, which one would you say is like your parenting style? Or if you, there's two. I would say authoritative. Okay. I mean, I, I do feel like I, I use my mom title <laughs> as an authority, but not in a way to fear, put fear in you. And I still allow you guys to speak and talk and decide on what you wanted to do uh, in your life. I never got to the point where it was like dictator. I was never a dictator to Mm -hmm. you guys. Yeah, I think that does fit you because it says like this parenting style solves problems together with their children, um, set clear rules and expectations, open communication, and have natural consequences. And honestly, I don't recall you, well, (laughs) I don't recall you sparing the ride on us often um but i do recall several conversations with you yes and you know i feel like every there's a when you there's a crime and whenever <laughs> there's a crime there is a punishment to defeat that particular crime mm-hmm. so you guys never did something that was so bad that i had to just beat you down but <laughs> I, you know you got some whipping you got some tensions mm-hmm. but you know i i, I do Feel like you should uh, discipline your, your child. Mm-hmm. You discipline based on the punishment, mm-hmm. based on what they've done, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, and then still talk to them. And, you know, they always say, moms always say, this is going to hurt you more than it hurt me when you, uh, you know, when you decide to use that rod. <laughs> but I never said that to you guys. Mm-hmm. I just later on talked to you about it mm-hmm. uh, whenever I had to use the rod. Yeah, it wasn't often that you did it. Um, yeah. and, and I will say, like, now, there are nowadays some parents or some people are saying, I don't want to spare the ride on my kids um, because they feel like that would, you know, hurt their kids yeah. on down the line. I know you're old school, yes. so you're like, yeah, depending on the situation, yes. it may be. But you know what, now, growing up, I never did get too many um, whooping. That's what we call the whooping <laughs> with the switch, you know. I, you know, I never get too many but back then, that's how they discipline us, mm-hmm. you know. That's what they did. Um, parents, don't do it when you're angry. Mm-hmm. You need to walk away. When you're so angry, you want to hit something, or you're so mad at that child, 
that's when you need to walk away, get yourself together, mm-hmm. and then go back if you want to discipline them then. Mm-hmm. But don't do it in the midst of your anger. Mm-hmm. And that's when child abuse comes in place. Yeah, I, I think that is important to regulate your own emotions first right. and then proceed on with, okay, let me talk with my child. Yeah. So yes. That is yeah. Think some good nuggets. I ain't got no child right now, but I'll be sure to <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah, my and my dad, my dad mostly disciplined the, the the my brothers, and my mom disciplined the ladies, the girls. Um, but out of six girls, I don't remember ever getting the whipping. Now my older sisters may have, but maybe by the time I came around, my mom <laughs> just was tired. She didn't want to do anything. But hey, um, you know, I I. I Came out well. Yeah, because um, it was nine of y'all total, right? Yep, nine. So to discipline nine kids, I too would get tired. Yeah, okay. you know. And we we tease about that because all my sisters have middle names, but when it came down, and my brother, but when it came down to the last three, we do not have middle names. So I had to make up me a middle name. Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess by the time she got to me, she guess she was like, I, you know, Look at your sisters. This is how you're going to be. <laughs> you know, if you want to walk the straight and narrow mm-hmm. and not get in trouble, they will tell you. And, and my sisters did give me guidance, yeah. you know. Now, thank God for older siblings because I know for me, I was looking at everything that Erica did. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yes. And I believe that, too. You mm-hmm. know, I think um, those older kids get the punishment most because I know that we discipline, um, yeah, Danny definitely was discipline Erica a lot. Yeah. That mouth of hers, that I, mouth. I will be like sassy, so, yes. So I was definitely a, a slickster, okay? So I was, okay, I knew with you, if I wanted to get something, I had to make sure my room was clean. Oh, yes. I'm, and everything, especially the bathroom was yes. clean. So I would I was intentionally on making the bed. Make was, your bed before you go anywhere. <laughs> I was intentional to clean up. So that way, when I asked you, you couldn't really say I couldn't because it was clean. Yes. So I, I, I will say, um, at my age of twenty eight, Mama, I was fooled with you. Okay. Oh, well, I was... and you did a good job. You're a great actress. <laughs> I tried, but no, I definitely was. I was like, this is what she want. Let me go ahead and do it. And one thing I, I do want to say is that it's okay to tell your child no. Yeah. It's so it's so important to tell your child no because I realized um. If I hadn't said no to you guys and you started preschool and the teacher tell you don't do something, she said no, then you're not going to know what no really means. Mm-hmm. And then your feelings won't be hurt and then you're, you're used to it. Yeah. And so now with that being said, I'm sure when you got older mm-hmm. and when you are on your job <clears throat> or uh, in school and the teachers tell you no, you can't or you was disappointed because you didn't make um certain um, things that you tried out for mm. and a no does not mean you're not love a no just mean not right now mm-hmm. not at this time maybe later on it would be there for you whatever you're trying to do I, I will say um you taught me patience at an early age because I was so like well, I want to do this so-and-so's doing that I want to do that and you kept saying Nicole not right now. Wait till you get older. Just yes. wait. Nicole, just wait. And I'm so happy you did that because 
now that I am older and I get to go experience and do those different things, I do enjoy, enjoy it more. It more. Right. And I remember you telling me that. Like, why are you why are you in a rush to go do that? Why why wait till you get older where you can do it freely? Yes. Like you kept saying that, and I'm so happy you did because it paced me. Because yes. nowadays kids moving so fast, yes, yes, like, yes. and there's a level of of freedom. Mm-hmm. And so, if you do everything now, like if you're in middle school and you're doing what the high schools are doing, then what you got to look forward to? Mm-hmm. What's what's out there next? Yeah, you know? that's so true. Okay, mom. Any advice for any new moms out there? Oh, gosh, I think I've given you all the nuggets and wisdom that I have. You got um, more in there, girl. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I do. But, <laughs> you know, just just uh, live in the moment. Be present in where your feet is at. Mm-hmm. So wherever you at, whatever you're doing at that very moment, just be present for your kids there. Don't look back at your past of mistake and don't try to figure out what your future is. Just live each day at a time. One step at a time. One step at a time. I like that, Mom. That's good. Well, okay, before we close out, because my birthday is Thursday. Yes. And when the people hear this, it'll be Tuesday. So we we coming up on it. So tell the people about my birth story. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Like what? Like, cause I can never get your birthday straight. No, you know I wasn't gonna throw you on the bus, but that is true because yes. you. <laughs> it, it, the story behind that is Aaron. Um, Aaron's dad wanted me to have her on a particular day on one of his best friend, which is his cousin's birthday, and um, I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, "Oh, you know, you have not dilated, but if you." Uh, go exercise and do there's something different. Maybe by then you can dilate. And oh my goodness, we went backwards and forth. I think I went into labor um, that night before, which was on the 10th. Mm-hmm. And Erin's birthday was on the 11th. And I, he wanted me to have her on the 10th. And of course, she came out at, um, was it 146? 1.46. And he always said, if you would have pushed a little harder, you could have had her on May the 10th. So I could never remember, was Aaron's birthday on May the 10th or May the 11th? I had to go and find that birth certificate all the time. And we laugh about that all the time, y'all. We were, we do stuff and she'll put the 10th and I'm like, Mom, my birthday is the 11th. Yeah, so that's your dad's fault, you know. That That's a Danny Jr. fault there. That is funny. And uh, y'all thought I was going to be a little boy. Yes, yes. Um, You know, we did not have sonars done and we did not know um, the gender of the baby for neither girl. But everybody kept telling us, oh, strong heartbeat is a boy. Strong heartbeat is a boy. And I had planned it was going to be a boy. We had boy clothing, boy everything. <laughs> and when she came out, the doctor said, Dad, tell Mom what you what, what it is. And he went, a girl. And I went, a girl, a girl. So we had to come up with a name before um, it was 5, 6 o'clock that morning because we knew they were going to come in and talk about her birth certificate and what name we had to put on there. So we came up with Erin because we named her after Erica. We looked in the baby book and found Erin. Mm-hmm. And you want to tell me about Nicole? Yeah, you can. Because everybody okay. that was born in 94 probably. And Nicole <laughs> come from, while we was watching television, it was about um, O.J. Simpson. Okay. Oh. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. The trial of O.J. Simpson. 
And so Nicole, he, they talk about his wife who had was deceased. Um, and so I was like, Aaron Nicole, that sounds cute. So that's how we came up with Nicole because of OJ Simpson and the news. Um, they was talking about that case. Well, you know, I, I say a lot of people born in the 90s have either their middle name Nicole or their first name Nicole. So I'm sure several parents was like, Nicole, that's a, yeah, that's a nice that's, name. That's a nice name. The cost of that that case. Oh my God. <laughs> I know that's, that's not good to say that, but that's a beautiful name. So <laughs> I think Erin Nicole sounds lovely. It is a beautiful name. Unique. You guys did an amazing job. Thank you, Coley Cole. <laughs> that's my nickname, y'all. Well, Ma, I thank you for joining us, and I thank you for giving birth to me. Well, like, thank you. Thank I it. always told you, thank you for picking me out the heavens. Oh. I always tell you that all the time. Thank you for picking me as your mom. But uh, thank you for having me on this podcast. I knew that one day this will be something that you would do. Um, so, hey, shout out to you. Well, I appreciate it. Well, we're going to get right into the gratitude segment. So the gratitude segment is where we take the time to reflect over two to three things that we're grateful for, regardless of what's going on around us. So, Ma, let us hear it. What are you grateful for? Um, I am grateful for my three beautiful daughters. I am grateful for my family. I am big on family. And I am just thankful for my faith mm-hmm. because it took faith, blessing, and life experience to get me to where I'm at today. Yeah, that's good. That's- Thank you. Um, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. For being my mother and, again, bringing me into this world. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hardcore pain. Yeah, you all natural. <laughs> um, so I'm, gra- I'm very grateful for you for that. I'm grateful for all the mother influences in my life. Um, So that's from aunts to... Um, mentors uh, and teachers, people at the church, um, my grandmother. I'm just grateful for all the different mother influences in my life. You guys have really done a great job of shaping me and helping me be who I am. It takes a village. It takes a village. It definitely takes a village. Um, And the third thing I'm grateful for is um, I'm grateful for TikTok. What TikTok? Because I'm going out of town and I've been looking at what everyone else is doing as far as their excursions to then help me with my own itinerary. So thank you for the people on TikTok. Yeah, us baby boomers don't know anything about that. We're we're still trying to get adjust to Facebook. Y'all got Facebook covered, okay? Y'all took over Facebook. Facebook is for the boomers and boomers only, in my opinion. Oh my gosh. Y'all begin down. Um, And then the last thing that I'm grateful for is you all, my listeners. So thank you all for tuning in to the Embrace with Erin podcast. Once again, you all go out, um, enjoy and embrace the life around you. Sending special love to all the mothers out there for Mother's Day and a special love for those mothers um, who um, motherhood may look different for you or for those that may be missing their mother for this Mother's Day. Um, holiday. So sending you all love and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Embrace with Erin podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, let us know. 
please rate and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Until next time.